Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Checking for Our Podcast. <laughs> wow, it's actually, we're recording this episode on the last day of 2020. Thank God. So, yeah, if you don't hear yeah. from me, if you don't hear from me before, then Happy New Year to everyone. Happy, Happy New Year, 2020 guys. 2020 has been a very weird year, but you know, EPL has kept us going. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I'm here with my usual partners in crime on. I am Park with you. Yep, yep. How are you guys doing? I mean, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. I'm glad 2020 is coming to an end. Like, what a shit, shit year. Even for Arsenal Football Club, but yeah. <laughs> Hope, hopefully, you know, 2021 brings with it, you know, many joys, many pleasures, many blessings. So, yeah, you know, Arsenal recently picked up a few points. <laughs> so, yeah, 20, 2021 is looking good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Emana, how about you? Doing well. Doing well. Doing pretty yeah, well. Yeah. Okay. I'm also glad you know this year is coming to an end. Um, lots of trials and tribulations, but yeah, really grateful for some of the lessons that we've learned, and hopefully, 2021 goes a lot better. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. So recently, you know, there's been a surge in COVID cases in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there's a new strain. And everything. Man City, everything got called off. Spurs, Fulham. So, you know, I just wanted to, you know, ask you guys, like, right now, the the Premier League is in the US sports. And Park of you, we start with you at the doctor in the house. <laughs> so, what do you think, you know, should be done? Should they pause it? ETC? Um, I don't think a pause is required as of yet because they do conduct a lot of, like, frequent tests. You know, I think they get tested almost every day or every other day. Uh, recently, Manchester City... When they were tested again, there were zero positive tests. So, so as such, they were able to resume training. But, um, yeah, I think the measures they've put in place are good. I just think it's a matter of the discipline of the players because most of these cases, you realize they were at functions, you know, that technically they shouldn't have been at. So I wouldn't say... It's time to panic as of yet. I still think the Premier League have it very much under control because it's when you read up on it, it's rigorous testing. You know, it's it's very mm-hmm. thorough. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't panic as of yet. It's a shame a few games have had to be cancelled, but you know, looking forward, moving forward, I feel as though as time goes on, it it, it will it will it will even out definitely. Emana, what do you think? You guys are facing Man City soon. The match is still in limbo. What do you think should be done? Like, yeah. Yeah, I think if possible, like the game should be allowed to go on. Um, the paramount will obviously be like everyone's like health and safety. So if if it's spreading through like camps and stuff like that, and then like a whole team would not be allowed to like play or interact with other players, then yeah, that game should probably be called off, which is what they are doing right now. But I don't think the whole season being called off would be a good... I don't think it's warranted just yet. Let me let me say it that way. I don't think it's warranted just yet. I know um, at the beginning of the pandemic, like just a couple of cases and then the Premier League just took the stance that, you know what, um, it might be best if we called everything off. So that was that was good of them then. And I think now they are, they have, like like Bakufi said, a rigorous enough like testing scheme and program in place um the only thing i'd like to see more of is if 
as far as I know, a lot of the tests and stuff like that are club based. So for instance, like if let's say like an FA Cup game, like I remember um one FA Cup team wasn't allowed to play because they didn't have like some testing facilities in place or they couldn't and then yeah, I think they were supposed they were scheduled to play against Spurs. Yeah, it was the League Cup, sorry. They were scheduled to play against Spurs. And they didn't they couldn't play the game. So Spurs went through. Um I also know like Chelsea had to pay for their opponents like testing for like the week and their staff and fans to make sure everything happens well. I would suggest that the testing is done for more like a Premier League standpoint and everyone has like the same rules and restrictions to abide by and not giving like leeway and leaving stuff up to interpretation. That that's the only change I would suggest. But um yeah, I think considering the amount of people it takes, you know, to put on like this kind of showcase, I think I think they are doing well. I think they're doing well. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And speaking about teams who are not doing well. Oh. So man, I will come this to segue, you. Yeah, 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 you guys are. <laughs> say yes. I had to find. I had to just say it because oh, no, you guys no. are in horrible form. A possible four points yep. from fifteen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For a team that invested two hundred plus mil on the likes of, I like Bright always. Whenever Chelsea is playing, Bright always tweets sunk costs because <laughs> that's what he thinks. Timo Werner and Kai Havertz oh, are. No, no, no. And you guys played two games over the festive period. You lost 3-1 to Arsenal. <laughs> and then you drew with Aston Villa 1-1. Mm-hmm. So, Mona, what have you made of Chelsea's recent bad form? Is Lampard to blame? I think he is. Because mm-hmm. if it was mm-hmm. only people be blaming him. Mm-hmm. So, Lampard should also be blamed. But, yeah, Mona, your thoughts? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. This, this Christmas was really a really tough one for me in terms of, like, watching football. It was not festive, yeah. eh? I really, I really needed, you know, a lot of support from like friends and family, but we thank God for them. <laughs> we thank God for them. Yeah, the Chelsea Arsenal game. You know what's funny? Like, so I was talking to my mom about the game, yeah, and my mom was like, "Oh yeah, your little brother said you predicted that Chelsea will lose," and I was like, "Ah yeah." First of all, they listen to the podcast, which is great. Um, but secondly, <laughs> it was just something that I saw coming. You know, every every everyone who follows Chelsea, we we just knew that Arsenal, Arsenal were just definitely going to beat us. Now we do not expect. This 3-1. That one day, we didn't expect it. But maybe like a calm 1-0 <laughs> or something, yeah. But serious, serious questions need to be asked. I mean, I saw some guys who I thought were staunch, you know, Lampard in guys. All of a sudden, people are, you know, tweeting pictures of Tuchel. People are tweeting Pochettino. And it's like, oh, guys, you know, this this is Frank. This is Frank we're talking about. Yeah, but some questions need to be asked. Some questions need to be asked because the Arsenal one is almost unforgivable. The Arsenal one is almost <laughs> for Aston Villa. They are a really good side. They are doing well this season. They are bound to take some points off the top team. So it's a bad point, but it's a point I can take nonetheless. But the Arsenal one, because right now we've restarted Arsenal season. Like ever since then, Arsenal Arsenal are winning games now. You know? Yes, sir. Yeah, we we, we yes. Uh, the season starts in January. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and now they are actually only Someone six points from me. us. Yep, which is it's funny how Chelsea were considered title contenders and Spurs as well. Let's throw them in. Lenny, I hope you're listening. Oh. You know, they were, they were a few weeks ago, the Spurs are title challenges, Chelsea are title challenges. Those guys never came points, from my mouth. You know, six points behind. I believe the Spanish will call this La Remontada. <laughs> 
Blue, blue is the color. Oh, that's what that one is. Yeah. Blue, blue forever be the color. Blue forever be the color. So, Mona, mm-hmm. before we, uh, so what do you think? Like, let's say you were Lampard, mm-hmm. and you are heading into the game against Man City, for example, yeah. or even yeah. the future games. What is your best eleven? Lampard, I don't think he knows yet. Oh no, I think he does. And I think he does. He's cursing. I think he does. Where? So what is it? What is the it? The best, so like the best eleven. If we throw like injuries and form and all of those things outside of out of the window, best eleven. Yeah. Pulisic left wing, Vena mm-hmm. strike, Ziyech right wing, mm-hmm. Mount Havertz Kante. Mm-hmm. The back four picks itself. Mendy picks itself. That's the best eleven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But the the only issue is okay, like no problem. All of these eleven players have not been Ooh. fit at the same time. I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. Would you try and integrate Hudson Odoi on the right and scrap Mason Mount or Mason Mount is pivotal? Oh, Mason Mount is pivotal. Um, the guy who maybe we could move out of that best 11, you could move like, let's say, Havertz and put Ziyech in that spot and play Hudson Odoi on the right. But even then, like the way Hudson Odoi plays, he... So the width is meant to be given by the full backs. So your wingers have oh, to cut inside. Yeah, but Hasan Odoi, right-footed on the right wing, will go outside. And then that prevents, like, Reese James from going outside. Yeah, so it's it's all partnerships and little parts of the field that haven't really been built. But once once the Wizard of Amsterdam comes back, you know, we'll be, we'll be good. We'll be good. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. We'll be good. I'm wishing you guys he's our Bruno. He's all our the best. Bruno. <laughs> it's all the best. Oh, thank you. Pakufi. Yes, sir. It's been a very, very interesting last couple of games for Arsenal. Yes, sir. I don't call it a revival because it's, it's just not, two it's games, not, it's but not. you know, it's an up up and turn in form. You see. So how are you feeling? How, how do you like what you're seeing or you see Koku? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Arteta has finally discovered the essence of Arsenal Football Club. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Arsenal, well, Wenger years, 2000s, was built on talented youngsters. And I mm-hmm. kept on screaming this from the jump. Play the kids, play the kids, play the kids. Because you realize the introduction of the talented youngsters such as Emil smith Rowe. Gabriel Martin, what did I tell you people about this boy? What did I tell you people about this boy? This is the next Ronaldo de Lima. <laughs> Gabriel Martinelli and Bakayo Saka. You see, what pleased me the most about the Chelsea game, I mean, let's be honest, he scored a penalty, he scored a free kick, and Saka had, he claims he meant it, but no, he please. didn't. Nah, so the goals nah. were kind of, you know, lucky. But what's What's pleased me the most is that we played the football to kind of get that luck. Do you get me? We we mm-hmm. played well. And, you know, the introduction of Emil Smith-Rowe really, like, pleased me because finally we, we see a youngster that's, like, expressing himself creatively. You know, it's it's it was nice to see Arsenal, for once, play with enthu- enthusiasm, you know, even against Brighton, like... First half, it was very dull. But you could see in the second half, they came out. And one of the youngsters, Saka, turns 
um, Dan Byrne runs about 30, 40 yards, plays a beautiful assist to Alexander Lacazette. You see, this, these are the building blocks for um, Mikel Arteta. And you know, I yes, I've screamed Arteta out. <laughs> I don't want to, <laughs> I to out. relax. You see, the thing is, I'm I'm caught in between two minds. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see Arteta fully stamp his mark on the squad, where in a sense that in every single position, it's a player Arteta picked. Do you get me? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he gets it. I see that in recent transfer news where after three creative midfielders, brilliant. Mm. So once Arteta is able to do that, then I'll be able to judge him fully. You see, right now, our next games are West Brom, Crystal Palace, I believe Newcastle, and someone else. Oh, and easy, easy. We could pick up nine points there and slow but sure. You see, top four is not, you know, top four is not out of the race. <laughs> top four is not out of the race just yet. Let me tell you why. Wow. Um, before recording, Mauna did some quick math, you know. Yeah, we've played what 16 games. Yeah, yeah about what 22 games left. Mm -hmm. It's tight, it's tight up there. It's it really is. And you know, I feel like if we have a good January transfer window and build up some momentum, so like I said, in the next three or four, if we could go on a bit of a run, win our next four games, hopefully that could give us the momentum we need to actually challenge for the top four. So you know, things things are, are looking pretty good, you know, for once. <laughs> 2021 is going to be a good year for the Arsenal. Yeah, for Arsenal, even like on the Brighton game, I'm trying to imagine if it's Ateta. Because you see the second half, they were, came out of the blocks firing. Yep. They were up for it. I feel yep. like their conservative play is his own doing. Fair, so I think true. slowly... Slowly, he's now saying that, like, just let them play. play. Let yep. them play. Yep, he's too cautious. Mm -hmm. He's too cautious. And then, like, right now, his his job is on the line. Yep. And he's now trying new things. It's, it's, like, it's mm -hmm. actually quite sad that it took his job being on the line for him to try Emil Smith Rowe as our number 10. You know, he was trying the likes of Lacazette and Kode, you know. And this is what I've been saying, you know. When you play youngsters that have the talent, because clearly if we played the likes of Joe Willock, it wouldn't be the same. So talent is very important. So you see, when you introduce a player like Smith Rowe, the energy you get from him and Martinelli already lifts the way your team plays. Mm -hmm. So as soon as the youngsters come in, you see Granit Xhaka's game improve because he's actually, the, Martinelli and Co are actually making runs into yeah. the middle. You know, like there was a passage of play versus Brighton that really encouraged me. So we we broke from the left. Martinelli gave the ball to Saka. Then Saka crossed from Aubameyang and the, there was a good save from the Brighton keeper. But it's instances like that that we weren't seeing in the past. Like, you know, 3-4-3 three, three, Arteta, that chance would have had to be drawn on paper for it to happen. <laughs> Arsenal are looking... A bit more fluid, like naturally, you could tell. So it's good, it's good. It's it's so like the last two games have been good. So let's just hope it continues that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even before we move on, I think for us now they are building blocks 
of a potentially exciting few team in the future. Like that front four. I don't know if Aubameyang will be there. No, we'll replace it. But Martinelli, Smith, Rowe, Saka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice. Definitely. It's exciting. It's Definitely. Remove maybe Chaka or Oneni with Pate. Yep. It's a cool enough midfield. Gabriel is back. I don't know. Rob Holden is okay. Yeah, like. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Rob, Rob, He's Rob Holden okay, is not like good. Rob Holden is not good. I've, I've been really impressed <laughs> with Mari. With, with, with Pablo Mari. I've been really impressed with him these past few games. Yeah. Yeah, Saliba. You see, but I remember before the season started, Park if you were saying Saliba Gabriel. I don't know what happened to our young William. Oh, yeah. He's not getting a run in. I mean, so but Charlie? for Saliba, what's what's what I heard? Unfortunately, he lost both of his parents in 2020 oh. in like a short space of time. So the club are trying to you know protect him from everything oh. else that you know happens around from yeah playing as a huge club and as Arsenal and stuff like that. As well, so. Yeah, man, my condolences to to him. Yeah, yeah, that's quite sad. It is. It is. It is. But all right. If we have to segue to some some much needed title talk, um, remember <laughs> on this podcast, you know, a few weeks ago, <laughs> I said I said Man United were dark horses for the league, and people thought I was joking. But here we are. Man United are sitting second, thirty points, um, three points behind Liverpool with a game in hand. I mean, they have a worse goal difference, of course, but. Man United are the real deal. Like, you know, I saw a tweet that was really funny. Somebody was like, we thought Bruno was brought in to unlock Paul Pogba, but Bruno has unlocked Man United. Here we are sitting. <laughs> we are uh, we're witnessing a possible title charge. Come on, Koku. What do you have to say? Man, I don't like you. For the first 10 minutes, I couldn't hear what you were saying because... It's quite lonely at the top. <laughs> so, you know, like altitude uh, and height difference mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. It was causing your voice to echo a lot. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I'm feeling right mm-hmm. now. I'm watching games now and I'm not focusing on Chelsea anymore. Space. I'm with Liverpool. Liverpool is the team now. I only am paying attention to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because ultimately, they are the ones to beat. Okay. So if they're chasing pack. So right now, I don't even care about watching Chelsea games space. <laughs> because if there's a team where if you want to win the title, you have to pay attention to it. It's Liverpool. Mm. And I've started. I watched the Newcastle game today. Wow, I was, I was supporting Newcastle in my old man's team boost like crazy. <laughs> and I'm happy to see they came in clutch with the team boost masterclass. But man, you, I'm liking elements of the team. That Wolves game, if it was any man new team of the past, post Alex Ferguson to be 0 0. And I know how football is a game of very fine manage, as we also say. If it was 0 0, but nobody would be saying title talk because Charlie, same old, same old, blue block, and we have suffered. But you need a luck. You need a luck. Bruno Fernandez, lovely through ball. Marcus Rashford. Charlie, just hit it, son. Just hit it. I don't know what's going to happen. So any young lads watching out there, sometimes just shoot. So you don't know what to happen. Yeah, cause and it was it was funny because Cavani and Marshall were in the box. I feel like it was any other guy would have passed the ball. Mm-hmm. Safe option. Charlie said, "Nah, man, 
I've passed the ball to you guys a lot of times. You guys have not done anything. Let me just shoot. In terms of the title, hmm. <laughs> title charge, title charge. See, we are getting a lot of we are getting a lot of testing games nowadays. Mm-hmm. That's really going to show us if we are really in a title hunter. Aston Villa, if we are able to maybe beat Aston Villa comfortably, mm-hmm. then we we'll say okay, the team is better than we were last year. But the match that will really decide if we're in a title challenge when we go to Anfield, and we are able to not lose. Because last year we went there, it was 1 0 until the 90th minute. And then Salah scored when, on the counter when we were attacking and they won 2 0. Mm. So it makes it look as if they beat us 2 0. But 1 0, they are just chasing the game. <laughs> we're just chasing. Yeah, the it also game. makes it look like Arsenal beat us 3 1, but Charlie, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> if you go to Anfield, and I'm not afraid of that match because we have like two weeks rest. So we are going to go there in high spirits. Mm-hmm. And yeah, me, I've been seeing it. Now, I've seen a lot of my new fans are happy. They're on social media. Mm. They're, they're, they're tweeting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where were you guys when <laughs> I was holding? When I was holding? Eh? Tell my only in flag. Charlie, it's been, a, I don't like you guys, it's been a cold time over yeah, here. Yeah. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm a man new fan on my own and I'm fighting my other fans. Yeah, they exactly, wasn't with you exactly. from the job. Ha, Let them know. Exactly. I'm on the tier. Team news has come out. Exactly. And I have to fight with my fellow Manu <laughs> fans about the team news. Just watch the match. But I think I like what's happening because if there was one way for Ole to prove, the only thing he can do is to keep on winning. Yeah. 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 And all the doubts would turn into positivity. Yeah. So, me, I'm happy. All we can do is just keep on moving forward one game at a time. And who knows? If by game 30, we are seeing a chance of. The title, I really start to believe. I'll start ordering my jersey for the parade today, Charlie. Yeah, everything is possible, in Charlie. We have the squad, so anything can happen. Definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I think I was saying earlier mm-hmm. that it's looking like whoever wins the league this season will win it around like 80, 88, 86 points. And you guys, you guys, you guys are well on course. I mean, you might have to pick up a little bit at the end, but yeah, you are well on course to hit that. So, oh, team set, team set. So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, just quickly on Manchester United. Uh, so I was at soccer the other day, just discussing with Manchester United fans, and one thing that really stuck out to me was like what they admired the most is. It's almost as if Manchester United have got their never say die attitude back. And so I annoying. think so Rashford's annoying. Rashford's Okay. Rashford's 93rd minute goal epitomized that. You know, back in Ferguson's glory days, Manchester United were never beaten, you know, like in the sense that you could be going into the 85th minute, they could be 2-0 down you still wouldn't be comfortable. You'd still put your money on them to come back. And I think if Manchester United are going to make a title charge, I do believe they have the quality necessary to beat most teams. I think what is going to separate them from Liverpool is up here mentally. So how Manchester United react to setbacks, there will definitely be setbacks along the road. United are not going to win every game. 
So it's how they, they bounce back from a defeat, how they bounce back from, let's say, a disappointing draw. That's what, you know, part of being a championship contender in any sports is the mental side of it. Like, you know, LeBron James, you know, by the way, happy belated birthday, King James, is, <laughs> is he said it, we're built different. You need to have that mental capacity that, like, you aren't going to give up. Liverpool lost the title by one point, came back the next season stronger. Lost the Champions League final, came back the next season to win it. So it will be interesting to see how this Manchester United team react to the setbacks. Because quality-wise, Manchester United have enough quality to beat any team on their day at this point, even Liverpool, to be honest. So, yeah, I do think they are Liverpool's main contenders. I'll say that against Leicester, they were, it was an unfortunate draw. You know, an own goal. Manchester United were the better team. You know, Rashford missed a few mm-hmm. chances. But yeah, I think, you know, going forward, Manchester United had threats because at the end of the day, quality wins you games, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. once you have that, yeah, you know, but I think what will separate them and Liverpool, it's just mentality-wise. Yeah. That's and you guys, you guys have to wrap Bruno in like cotton wool, bubble wrap. Like, he should not lift <laughs> any feet during the week. It's, it's only on the weekends that he wants him to work. All right. But <laughs> let's just, moving on from Man United, you know, a team whose title charge has come to fruition in the last few weeks. We have to move to, 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 to Spurs. <laughs> Another team whose see, title charge seems to have gone to the opposite direction in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Parkofi. You see, I remember when we had the Spurs episode and brought the quote-unquote Spurs fans on. <laughs> I told you, Spurs are like the New uh, York Knicks. What can go wrong for Spurs will go wrong, you know? And I just want to make a quick comment on Jose Mourinho. I feel as though... Yes, his his counter-attacking system can be very efficient, but I feel like Spurs park the bus too quickly. It's almost as if if they score one, they're done for the night, Mm -hmm. you know. And against Wolves, uh, he took off the likes of Ndombele and Son, where, you know, and allowed Wolves to come onto them a bit more. Yeah. And yeah. eventually they got the goal. So I think that's the Achilles heel of Jose Mourinho. And combined with Spurs being in the Europa League, it will be very hard mm-hmm. to actually sustain a, a title charge because, mm-hmm. you know, it's the Premier League. It's basically... The reason why it's so profitable is because on any given day, any team can beat any team except for like Sheffield United when they play you. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, Spurs. I expected it. I I wouldn't count them out of the top four. That being said, like they'll still be in and around that. But the title, no way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for Spurs, even quickly, um, they have just shot themselves in their foot, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's going to pain them the most. Is that odd? Is is very preventable draws, mm-hmm. like Crystal Palace, man. Crystal Palace, you go and go up against Crystal Palace. 
you want to pack the bus goodness <laughs> that's why what you want to do i don't think you can you want to win the league like and you realized since that unfortunate game because they came into that game of their back off i think they beat arsenal also or i can't remember yeah or, so like they were coming with momentum and then you come and you pack the bus one one and since then they have not won a game and charlie i don't i don't feel sorry for them yeah like <laughs> And I now the only problem is that if I'm Harry Kane and Song, I'm asking myself actually, this guy came also. to promise us, came to promise us a title. Yeah, yeah. But now we are falling ahead. So the next few games is very important. Very, Unfortunately very important. for them, they face Leeds next. That's going to be a very tough game. We'll yeah. get into it later. But yeah, tough for I think at the end of the day, I don't think they set out to challenge for the title, to be honest. They wanted no, to get top no. four. Top four in a trophy. And if they get it, yeah, if they get the title, then wow, it's a mm-hmm. spectacular season. Yeah. Top four in a trophy. If not. Top four in a trophy. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be hard. It's interesting to see what will happen to them. Unfortunately for Mourinho's teams, and as Mana and I, we have experienced it. Yeah. <laughs> when, the, when the rot starts, it's very, it's hard, very hard for to it to go. Yeah. Charlie, very hard to stop. Very like. To stop. Because the way the system is, is getting the players to buy into mm-hmm. the dirty side of the game. Mm-hmm. And Charlie, once they are not bringing results, yeah. you, just are, you just lose motivation. It's very easy to lose the dressing know, room. It's interesting. Yep. So it's interesting few weeks for them. Very interesting few weeks. Yeah. Very, very easy no, to lose but, the um, But that, it, it, it's interesting you've mentioned Spurs, but let's actually focus on the real title contenders the real the team i believe is truly the best team in europe that being said though they have drawn to west bromwich albion and newcastle united in their last two games so koku seeing as yeah liverpool's direct rival for the title <laughs> yeah yeah um, <laughs> I, I just want to know like what, what do you make of liverpool's recent I don't want to call it a dip in form, but just a slight bump in the road. You know, do you, do you think it's anything to read into? Do you think, you know, as the season progresses, we're going to see more of this and Liverpool dropping points in games that they naturally should win? Um, I don't know. I think apart from the Fulham performance, their performances against West Brom and Newcastle, they weren't too bad, to be honest. Yep. Like... If they had scored a goal or two, that would be a different story. But I think one thing I'm realizing, Charlie, facing a low block is not easy. Though. At all. Like, at all. it's one of the most disgusting things as an attacking team that you can ever come into contact with. And, because I remember I was watching the Man U Wolves game as an example of like the low block. You just see your team dominate for last spells of the game, but they can't really get a shot on target. Because the opponent has typhoid mm-hmm. all rules to go. So that's what Liverpool are facing right now. And unfortunately for them, against Newcastle, Dalo was like channeling his inner Noya skills. <laughs> and I'm happy because it was only every time keepers used to face money. <laughs> it's like they were auditioning. <laughs> and now they're also facing Liverpool. And they too, they want to audition. Because I also remember against West Brom, John Stone or whatever, yeah. he yeah. pulled off a world, a world he save. So I'm happy. It's good. Man, you were suffering too much. So it seems to do Liverpool. They'll be okay. Like, 
by their their away form, people make a lot about man is home form being horrid. Liverpool's away form is equally horrid. <laughs> so it's about which one balances which one out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll be okay. Like top four is a guarantee. The league, yeah, it's theirs to it's theirs to lose. Mm-hmm. But they can't keep on dropping these stupid points because we'll come at a point in time where they can't make up for it yeah. and yeah. that'll be their downfall when they reflect on the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Salah missed a chance today and uh, on another day he should be putting that away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know, Klopp would definitely be very frustrated but yeah, they should be fine. Um, Marwana, yeah. how about you? You know, let's let's not forget Liverpool also beat Crystal Palace um, 7-0 yeah, over yeah. the festive period. You mm-hmm. know, it seems as though this Liverpool team has gears. Do you feel as though because of the the you know condensed schedule, you know, the lack of breaks, you know, this was just them playing in a lower gear and they're going to you know, kick it up a notch. Let's not forget, we saw Thiago Alcantara return today. So, um, yeah, what, what do you make of Liverpool? Yeah, um, well, it's funny because when Klopp was asked about, you know, the 7-0 victory, he said he would rather win seven games 1-0 than to win one game 7-0. Which, which I thought was quite telling and <laughs> maybe indicative of what he felt was coming. Because if you've seen like West Brom, they only needed one goal to win. Brighton, they only needed one goal to win. Fulham, they only needed one goal to win. Newcastle today, too, they only needed one goal to win. And those are all points that they've dropped. Um, But looking back, to be honest, I don't think they have too much to complain about. Because, you know, over like the whole festive period, Liverpool have had like the most amount of rest. Um. Looking at like their the teams they played against like Crystal Palace and like West Brom and Newcastle, like I I felt there was enough rotation in there for everyone to you know get their time off and rest mm. and recuperate and stuff like that. Um, Matip's injury didn't really help, but I I I don't expect Matip to be too much of a force offensively <laughs> for them. Yeah, so. The the return of Thiago is one that's very 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 serious, especially if they are going to be continuing to face th- these these kind of low block teams, because Thiago definitely has that eye for the pass that can really pick those locks. So, hopefully for Liverpool's sake, um, he can fit into the midfield. You know, maybe I don't know replace Curtis Jones and and they can get back firing. But maybe for the rest of the league's sake, you know, Southampton, Villa, Man United, Burnley. Tottenham, West Ham, all of these are difficult games, you know, teams that could really set up to frustrate Liverpool. So I think the title race is definitely on. Yeah, Liverpool, Man United. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely on. <laughs> Please, the top four battle. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool, no, Man United. Interesting, you, you've, you've mentioned the top four. You know, uh, on the account, you know, it was Twitter who's your, you know, surprise of the season. And who's your coach of the season so far? I pointed out Aston Villa's Dean Smith. You know, Aston Villa have come off two very, you know, better than decent results over the festive period, beating Crystal Palace 3-0 when they were man down and drawing away to Chelsea. I just want you guys' opinion. Do you think that Villa could be, you know, I'm going to use my favorite word, dark horses for the top four this season, you know, because 
I also wanted to point out how well um, Anwar El Ghazi has been playing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's Asif Villa and, you know, Jack Grealish have added another, you know, skillful player for him to, you know, link up with. But yeah, what, what do you guys make of, of Aston Villa? Do you think they could emulate their 2019 led by Martin O'Neill and Agbon Naho and co and actually genuinely push for the top four? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I think the interesting thing about Aston Villa is when you like unpack their team, they have strength in where, where you need strength to be. Mm-hmm. Very true. And they are a very young squad. I think their average age is like 25 or something. Because no. when you look at their fullbacks, uh, target and it's funny Cash. enough, because when I go FIFA 21, yeah. when I go FIFA 21 and I started my career mode in October, Mm. I didn't use Manu. I started with Aston Villa. I'm actually in season three right mm. right now, mm. and I'm on t- and I'm on top of the league. So it's like I don't know. Wow. Because when you look and, I, on, and even on the FIFA, I didn't even I made like one transfer. I just made like bought one player, and I'm in season three. And I think yeah. it goes to show you the type of players they have and the potential they have. Mm. The double pivot of Douglas Luiz and Magin, I think, is one of the best in the league Easily. in terms of their skill sets. Uh, Marty. Target and Matikash, very good football. Ezri Konsa, if you're looking for a fast centre-back, we just go and scout Ezri Konsa. Then they have Jack Grealish, who can win you a game out of nothing. Oli Watkins. Watkins. Mm-hmm. Watkins is a willing runner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's actually a very dynamic striker mm-hmm. because he can hold the ball up, he can link up play, he's fast. Yeah, yeah I like that. And then, on the, and then the good thing about them is that they have about three guys fighting for one position. Yeah. So like El Ghazi, Traore, even uh, what's the name of that other guy who's injured Trezeguet, right Trezeguet. now? Trezeguet. What's his name? Uh-huh. So if anyone gets injured, that place is okay. Uh-huh. So the, and then Dean Smith against Aston, uh, Chelsea, excellent game management. They took the game to them. Unfortunately, Chelsea scored against the run of play, almost, and then they got their goal. And then look at my other fees. And then you can see the last 20 minutes of the game, they were content to the draw. They sat back in their low to mid block. So, yeah, they could make top four if it's about the teams they face around them. So, against Chelsea, they have gotten a draw. They are facing us next. Then, after that, they face Pace. Then, Everton. Yeah, so they have a very tricky yeah, run. Very tough they can run. come out that with draws. And then they beat anyone around them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Europa League can be in their side. So yeah, tough yeah. But I don't think tough for yeah. their squad. He hasn't made it. She hasn't made a change to the squad since like game week two. <laughs> so they are definitely going to run out of steam. But yeah, yeah they are good. Yeah. They are good. They are good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, but you know, speaking of dark horses for the top four, initially when the season started. Everybody thought the title was going to the blue half of Merseyside, you know. Carlo Ancelotti's Everton. Um, you know, they they've they've made gradual improvements in their last they are unbeaten in five, actually. Mm-hmm. Four wins and a draw with three clean sheets. You know, it's almost as if the Everton train is is rolling, but it's now on, you know, airplane mode, it's moving silently. So what do you guys make of Everton? You know, do you think they can sustain this for the rest of the season? 
you know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you know, Hammers. Of late, Gilfrey Sigurdsson has even been playing well. So, you know, what, what do you make of Everton? Personally, I feel as though Everton will stick in and around the top four. I don't think they have enough to just creep in as like as currently constructed. But they'll definitely, I'll say this, they'll play an important role in deciding who makes the top four. Because they'll definitely push the teams around fifth, sixth, you know, fourth, seventh, uh, around a bit. Like, so they'll definitely be in the mix. But um, Marlon, what do you make of Carlo Ancelotti's Everton? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's been really interesting to see this like evolution of Everton. At the beginning of the season, they were playing beautiful football, you know, and they had Alain Ducore, Hammers, Andre Gomez, you know, a lot of easy on the eye players in midfield. And right now they've gone to four center backs, two strikers, four four two, set pieces, corners, clean sheets. And they are winning games. So it's it's the only thing is this kind of football I don't think is sustainable in a sense. Like right now they are achieving what we'd call a statistical anomaly. But very soon it will catch up <laughs> with them. Um that's why I think there'll be a team that will go on like run. So they might win four then they might lose two on the bounce, they might draw two on the bounce, but then they'll win like three again. Yeah. So as long as they can maintain those runs, they will definitely be in within a shout of like top four, top six. Yeah. Yeah. But Koku, what do you make of Everton? Oh, Everton. <laughs> Tell you, their football is not very pleasing to watch nowadays. <laughs> No. I don't know if any of you tried to watch Sheffield versus Everton. Yeah, it's absolutely nasty. But it's like the first game. It's the first game this season that I fell asleep. Because <laughs> it was it was the fact that it was a 90th minute winner. Yeah. Like Thursday everything. Everton. The problem with this season is there are so many good teams this season in terms of their managers figuring things out to the squad. That is going to be when they face each other. So Everton, Aston Villa, Everton, Leicester, how would they perform? And I don't know. I don't know. I think the defense is good because Everton played Leicester and they sc- and Everton won two 0 So maybe that's a, like some course. And then they play Chelsea. They beat Chelsea. They beat Arsenal. So yeah, I think they have elements in there where they can go against the big teams and beat them. Because Ancelotti, you know, it's Ancelotti. They might and already if they win on Friday, they can move into like second place again or third. So as Moana said, they'll be sticking around. They'll be sticking around. Definitely. I don't know if I don't know if they can make it, but they'll be around. Yeah. I mean, definitely Everton have quality, especially in attack. So you know, it, it seems like on a good day, everything could be anybody in the league. And it'll be interesting to see where Carlo Ancelotti, you know, eventually leads them. But I want us to switch our focus to the bottom half of the table and let's just quickly discuss the relegation scrap. You know, around Christmas is where you get a clear idea of just who's actually going to be involved in a fight to stay in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. you know, out of... Sheffield United are gone. So (laughs) there are two more... There are two more teams that could be relegated. So out of the likes of West Brom, Fulham, Brighton, and I'll even throw in Burnley, who do you think is most likely out of 
the four, hmm. which two do you think are most likely to go down? Because bear in mind, you know, I've played Fulham. I've been playing some decent football. Yeah, yeah. Brighton, I don't know. Graham Potter, yes, they play. They are pleasing to watch sometimes, but you know, West Brom are hot and cold. You know, good draw, good point at Anfield. Next game gets absolutely thrashed at home by mm-hmm. Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds. Mm-hmm. Burnley, on the other hand, uh, like Koku said, they are going on their characteristic, you know, you know, run to pick up a few points. But um, yeah, Marlon, which two do you think go down? Yeah, surprisingly, that team is not here. But I feel like Newcastle and West Brom are the two. Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. Yeah. They have two games in hand, you know. Yeah. See, Newcastle, yeah, they are yeah. one Callum Wilson injury away from relegation. That guy has scored forty-seven <laughs> percent of their goals this season, and I think a good chunk of those have come from penalties as well. So, they are literally one Callum Wilson injury away. West Brom, I think West Brom, West Brom. Unfortunately for them, they will get points, but there will be better teams. Like, I expect Brighton to do better. I expect Fulham to do better. And as for Burnley, Burnley are safe. It's cool. Burnley are safe. Yeah. <laughs> like, now that they've united Tarkovsky and me back together, clean sheets, they are keeping them. <laughs> and then they have yeah. Wood and Barnes up front scoring goals. So, Burnley, Burnley are fine. Burnley are fine. Man, it's funny, it's funny you mention Newcastle because... I saw Tifo football posted some video a while back mm. about how Newcastle will look if the Bruce was more attacking. Because mm. when you unpack mm. elements of the team, they have good players. They have enough. Yeah, they have enough to stay. Yes, up. but oh my God, if you watch today's it's match against Liverpool, oh my Jesus! Unfortunately for them, since Maximan, I think he's the first footballer that actually got struck with COVID and actually displayed a lot of symptoms. Mm. So I heard that he has recovered, but he's not be able to train until like February. Yeah, yeah. Because I think he was really affected. Mm-hmm. And Charlie, so if Callum Wilson goes, gets injured, because mm-hmm. he has an injury in him mm-hmm. almost every season, yep. as more they might struggle. But I don't know. I don't think they'll just get relegated. But out of the other teams, I don't lie to you, I'm very scared for Brighton. Because when you look, I saw it, the 2020 table, like the other matches playing in 2020, Charlie Brighton are second from bottom. Mm. In terms of points, they have yeah. picked up. They have like one win in like fifteen at home mm-hmm. in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. The problem with Brighton is they are underperforming, like they are you know their HG their and everything. Yeah. So it's two things: it's either the football that Graham Potter wants to play, the core of the squad is not cut out for it, and he's so persistent. And for me, that's all. Like he should not be stubborn. It's not like you are coaching. I don't know what team is there. A top six team. And they expect you to play fancy football. Charlie, just stick to the bases. And then, I don't know. Good luck to them. I like me. I want them to get relegated because they have players that will take. Use <laughs> Bissuma. If they get relegated. Tariq Lamte. Charlie, Tariq 20 Lamte. mil. Yes. Yes. Ben White. Yeah. They have a lot of nice players. I don't mind taking off their hands. The other team, West Brom, Fulham. Fulham are not losing anymore mm-hmm. for what I've been seeing. West Brom, I think West Brom are going down. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. going down. This whole big Sam never getting relegated. 
this might be his toughest gig yeah. yet. I think so, yeah. this 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 by yeah. me the one. To be honest, I feel like he might leave them before you know they get relegated. So he actually never gets relegated. Probably. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, it, it was interesting to get your takes on that. But um quickly, you know, so we're starting off the new year with uh, you know 2021 with Oof, some tasty you know, excitement, hope, prosperity, you know. For me that the Arsenal season begins in 2021. Mm-hmm. But um I just want your quick predictions on you know some of the major games to kick off the new year. And um on Friday, the very first day of 2021. Manchester United go up against Jack Grealish and Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. So, Koku, I'm, I'm going to get your prediction here. What do you think oh. the score is going to be? Man United Villa. It's not going to be easy. But yeah. I feel like Liverpool Villa, they might be running on empty by that time. Because they didn't change their squad for Chelsea. Yeah. And the second half, towards the end of it, they were tiring a bit. We are home. Ah, last time when we faced Villa it was two two at home. And we went to went to their stadium. We won three 0 I feel like we win, but it's not going to be easy. Are they going to get a goal? I think they might. If they don't, I'll be shocked. So I'm going two one. Two one. Marana, do you want to make a prediction there, or you, you say that? I I'm I'm seeing a one one. I'm seeing a one one. I'm seeing Villa get grabbed like an early goal and just hold on. But Man United will break their resolve. Whether they can go and grab the second, I'm not sure. But I'm seeing a 1-1 in that game. Yeah. Personally, I think United will win quite comfortably. I'm going to go 3-0 United. Wow. Yeah. Confidence. I, I actually just... United, I like that. Mm. But um, yeah, Saturday for me, the game of the day happens to be between Spurs and Marcelo Bielsa's leads. Mm-hmm. Personally, if I was going to predict, I would predict a comfortable victory for Spurs simply because Mourinho's team is built to counter. Yeah. Leads are going to attack. It's going to be a very bad day for Marcelo Bielsa and his team unless he finally, you know, adapts his system, uh, sorry, tweaks his system a bit. Mm-hmm. But score-wise, what do you guys think the score will be? Yeah. This is a very hard one to predict. Extremely difficult. If Leeds go and want to dominate for the whole 90, they can do it. Because we have seen Spurs don't mind letting teams do it to them. And even Spurs can't attack now. Apart from Sons go at Anfield, I've not seen it. Their goals are not coming from counters anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. Set pieces. <sighs> Maybe to be a draw. 2-2 two, two draw. Oh, interesting. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be high scoring. Um, it's going to be high scoring. Mm-hmm. Personally, I, I don't see Leeds scoring in this one, really? to be honest. I think it will be a quite a comfortable victory for Spurs. But there's a relegation six-pointer as well on Saturday mm. between mm. West Brom and Jalbian and... Arsenal football, a rejuvenated <laughs> yeah, yeah. Arsenal football club. Personally, this has a draw written all over it for Miguel me. Venga. Simply because it's Arsenal. 
Arsenal don't know how to do, they don't like nice things. And, you know, Sam Allardyce, after conceding five, is literally going to tie his whole back line with a rope and tell them, okay, move forward, okay, move back, you know. Just get very old school on them. So I don't see West Brom, you know, conceding a lot. If they're going to lose, it's going to be by one goal. Mm. Yeah, it just has draw written all over it for me. That's fair. That's fair. I also don't see how West Brom are going to score, though. So if Arsenal score one, they'll win. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. It has low scoring written all over it. Either 1 0, 0 0, or 1 1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now to arguably the game of the weekend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the Blues. Yeah, yeah. In face of the Sky Blues, you know, Chelsea are playing. Is this, this is. This is the the the, the derby of, of 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 honey and riches. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea, you know who are now old money, come off against Manchester City and their new money. Uh, although Manchester City's squad may be depleted due to a few COVID nineteen cases, I just want your general thoughts on the game. How do you think Guardiola will set up? What's uh, Lampard's response to the poor form recently? And who do you think, you know, when it's all said and done, comes up on top? Yeah. This game, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those games that you don't really expect us to win. So maybe we might be going in as an <laughs> underdog. And maybe that might be, you know, in our favor. I For Man City, I don't expect them to do anything differently. Like, I still expect to see... Rodri and Gundogan or maybe Rodri and Fernandinho, you know, just to provide that solidity. De Bruyne in the number 10. The guy I'm hoping I don't see is Aguero. Because Aguero has Ooh. been, increasingly he's been playing more and more minutes and Man City haven't had to play a game this week, so he'll have about 10 days rest. That's the guy I don't want to see because he's he's definitely someone who can cause us problems. I'm, on the Chelsea side, I'm just hoping, you know, Hakim is fit, Ziyech is fit and then he can play because Man City have proved to be, I think right now they are the best defense in the league. So we will definitely need to be on our A game to 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 break that armor. Um, with regards to scoreline, I think there's going to be another low scoring one, like one nil, two one. Mm. But I'm going to go one nil Chelsea. One nil Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> Coco, what do you got? <laughs> it's the hope that kills you, Charlie. It's the hope oh, that kills you. Blue is the color. Yeah. Football is the game. Mana, mm-hmm. as I said, when we were talking about Manu, I almost couldn't hear you because <laughs> it's quite lonely at the top. You know, I'm at the top and I'm looking down and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Prediction. Shh, Man City have had a shit ton of rest. Mm-hmm. And 2-1, 2-1 Man City. 2-1 Man City. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting you said that. Personally, I, I'm actually going to agree with Koku. I'm, I'm going to for a Manchester City win. Okay, okay. I feel like there are dark days ahead for Frank because Chelsea's Please. fixtures don't really get any easier. I, I'm picking a City win simply because of the rest factor. Yeah. Also, you good. know, Chelsea, it's, it's a crucial game for Chelsea because a loss could put them in crisis mode. And, you know, I, I don't know if... 
they have the players with the mentality required to dig out and grind out like a must-needed win. Mm. So yeah, uh, I'll go. I'll go to New City. Wow. wow. Um, and lastly, uh, Ralph Hasenhutel comes up against his mentor Jurgen Klopp. When Southampton play Liverpool, I'm actually excited for this game. Yeah, that'd be another you know, good game to watch. Seeing as though it's at St. Mary's. Um, how do you guys think this is going to pan out? Do you think Liverpool will finally kick kick it into high gear, you know, especially with Thiago back? Or yeah. Hassan Hussle's men? You know, it's, it's a battle of the pressing. Who could press better? But um, it should be an intriguing game. I'm going to stick with the best team in Europe and say they're going to win. But um, what do you guys make of it? 4 to Liverpool. 4 to Yeah, 4 to Liverpool. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Southampton are going to play on the halfway line. We're going to see balls over the top. Balls in behind. Money, Salah just running out. Oh. But Southampton will score. You know, Che Adams, Danny Ings, they, they also have some weapons of their own. Jennepo. Mm-hmm. So. Southampton is cool, but Liverpool, Liverpool mm-hmm. will run riot. Yeah, I can see them getting mm-hmm. full quite easily. I can see Southampton making some goals on two set pieces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> without without Van Dijk, Charlie Fabinho, and whichever he did, whoever decides to play with him, Charlie. I don't know. Southampton might play rise into Liverpool's hands. Yeah, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think I'm sure Klopp is excited about this fixture because yeah. he's like finally a team that is not going to park the bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Liverpool might win two one, but because Charlie, they might title rivals one one draw. One one draw. Dark horses for the league. Yep. yep. Dark horses yep. for the league. Yep. Um. All right, guys. I guess we've come to the end. Oh, unless there's something else that. We missed that we want to discuss. Oh, ha. Happy, happy new year to everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully 2021 is, is a good year. You know, everybody stays safe. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to say we started checking in this year. So 2020 was not a complete bust. But, that's true, um, that's true. Yeah, hopefully in 2021, we hope to grow as, you know, as a community, you know, hope to reach way more people and yeah just continue to spread the love for the beautiful game yeah yeah so thank you so much guys for coming on this journey with us you know we as Parkovi said we really really hope next year you continue with us you know and we grow as a family and a fan base and really get to enjoy this beautiful game that we all love um yeah, so thank you so much, and we will catch you in the new year. Well, I guess this episode will come out in the new year. So happy, <laughs> happy new year again. Yeah. <laughs>